so nervous. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome. What's up? we finally hit a thousand listens yeah we did i just wanted to start with that woohoo so thanks guys yay thank you welcome <laughs> bitch <laughs> okay so i've given up caffeine for my addictions class and so yeah. today's this recording is gonna be rough as shit we should have done this when when i was binging my caffeine this weekend because i was all hopped up and ready to roll <laughs> today is really fun is that a proper way to end an addiction is just to fucking binge the day before you give it up because i think that's a little (laughs) counterproductive i'm just gonna point out that there's no real proper way to end an addiction (laughs) okay i feel like we're gonna fight about this yeah perhaps whatever Jesus Christ. So tell me about your day today. Oh, fuck. I kind of saw you for a second, but the environment we were in was a little cray-cray. Oh, my God. It was wild in there. I know. Put that fucking sticker on my car with, like, the, you can't leave until this time. I was like, what? I know. It was weird. The the defiance me was like, bitch, I do what I want. What are you going to (laughs) do? Jump behind my car? But I didn't because I'm a good role model, and I sat there until I left a minute before my time. You rebel. Mm-hmm. I think I left a couple. Only the good people know my rebel side. Whatever. Anyways, so yeah, I saw you for a little bit today, but I didn't get to see you for long. Um, I had kind of a busy day. I had a session this morning. Um, I had some personal shiza I had to take care of. Um, so I was kind of running around doing that. Got my COVID vaccine. Get it. Yep. Except for when they're shooting me up with that. I, you know those TikToks where it's like, got my COVID vaccine, feeling good. And then they're like zombies. And then they're like speaking dolphin. <laughs> that's not the one I'm talking about, but I like those oh. ones too. Yeah. But yeah. So that's going through my head as she's like sticking the needle in my arm. I have had both of mine now and I have yet to grow like a third arm and... Yeah, well. So I'm a little disappointed. Was, I'm just saying that I got hyped up on TikTok from... Did not live up to the hype. Exactly. I have a sore arm, just like a flu shot. Hype let down. Dun, dun. Well, welcome back. God, I fucking had to go confiscate an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Mom life. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> this has been my day all day long. <laughs> um, no, things have been a little crazy on my end. Yeah. A little bit of chaos. Does the caffeine withdrawals good, I guess. Let's not talk about my day. Let's talk about your day. I feel like I didn't do shit today, but, like, I did. Like, I saw, like, five people. No, four. Oh. But, like, even then, I'm like, I didn't do shit. So I did. Oh. I guess I did have <clears throat> class today, and I had to do a case review. <clears throat> so that was a lot of me talking. I have quite a bit of homework that I should probably jump on to, but it's only Monday. You got time. The week is still young. You've got so much time. I'll say the same thing at 4.30 on a Friday. (laughs) Be like, the week is still young. (laughs) Everything's due in 30 minutes. Oh, that kind of sucks. Don't do that to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's my preemptive warning. I won't tell you again. Thanks. I really appreciate it. (laughs) It's fucking cold. Like three degrees. It's finally, it's usually it starts snowing in like... Like November, sometimes October. Yeah. 
And it just now started snowing, and it's like end of January. It was really pretty snow, though. But now it's cold and icy, and it's a dick. Snow dick. <laughs> Why did you have to say that? Is that just really the first thing that popped into your head and you really thought, man, this is going to be a good thing for me to say. Snow dick. <laughs> Improv is not my specialty. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> strong suit. <gasps> oh, no. We went sledding this weekend. Oh my God. And how much fun was that? It was so much fun. God. You have to like wrangle Avery though. You have to grab her and force her to do it. I took a, I took a couple good hits. I ran into a tree the first time. <laughs> And then Chris and I got on together and immediately tipped over <laughs> like a foot down the hill. Me and Avery did pretty good. You did. We fucking got some distance. You did. Mm -hmm. And then I hit a tree a second time. Did I miss that one? No, it, that, no, I guess I didn't hit it. That was the one where you were just watching me and I was like, no, oh no. Belly <laughs> yeah, first. Like, oh no. Oh no. You could have oh, no. rolled off at any second and you just sat there like, oh no. Oh no, you're going fucking face first into this tree. Just roll off. But the tree and I came face to face <laughs> and then I stopped. So it was actually a lot of, it was really cold at first. So we had a snow picnic. Yeah. I like how Chris was like, it's where you try to eat as fast as you can before your food gets cold. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, this is not well planned out. I don't know why we agreed to do this. Why don't we just eat in the car? Because I, I don't know. Even Avery was sitting there like, the fuck is wrong with you people? Can I just save this? God, I know. Hope but we... it, it turned out to be really fun. And then we got some hot toto. Mm-hmm. Went to Walmart. Mm-hmm. The Wally world. And now it's just cold and slick. Yeah. We really put the podcast off until very last minute this week, though. We were supposed... We usually record <laughs> on Saturdays. It is now Monday night. At 6 o'clock. And we release the episode Tuesday at 5 in the morning. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. So there's that. We are now T minus less than 12 hours to, Whatever. <laughs> to release. This is, this is where we do our best work. I ain't worried about it. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> are you going to make it? I don't know. All right. I couldn't tell you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, we still have our Christmas tree up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Part of me just wants to like keep either keep it up with all the Christmas decorations or take the Christmas decorations down and then just decorate for every holiday. So like now we can put like hearts and shit on it for Valentine's. Fuck that. Oh. You can do sorry, that was really rude. <laughs> you can do that if you want to. No, fuck you. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you anymore. I'm ripping this banner <laughs> off the wall. Jesus. Well, speaking of the tears, <laughs> you heard it here first. This is the best friend breakup. Bye. Whatever. But in all seriousness, that just sounds like a lot of work that I don't want to do. I mean, obviously, it's the, almost February and the tree is still up. So it must be a lot of work. <laughs> Every time I come down here, I'm like, I'll take that down later. And then I don't. It's cute. It, it is super cute. And it, we can use that excuse all day long. It can... It can stay because it's, it's cute. It's too cute for me to take down. Uh, when in reality, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that right now. Yeah. So. It's okay. Do we have good questions this week? Yes. Go. Okay. Well, okay. So while you look for that one, my mom asked a really good one. And it's just in my head because I didn't write it down because I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she asked, um, what do you do 
if you need to know something about your medical history or your mental health history, but you don't have a full um, genetic background. It's like you don't, maybe you don't know who your dad is or you're, you adopted, don't, you're or, adopted or your parents just, maybe your parents are addicts and they, you can't talk to them or whatever. Ooh. So what do you do in those situations? And I feel you like know? medical history is easier, not easy, but easier than mental health. Like, maybe. Because I feel like physical health, like especially, especially. Um, especially. I'm a little are jaded. Are you sending messages? In my mind, me. One of these days, I'm just going to blurt it out. You might as well. This is a safe space. Is it though? I think it is. Have um, you seen my Instagram story lately? <laughs> I'll blurt it out later. Um, and then like you'll it'll just come out of nowhere and everyone will be like, where did that come from? And then they'll be like, oh yeah, Chelsea did say that she would blurt it out. It'll just fall out of my mouth at some point when I feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> so get ready. When you think it's appropriate, but then it's not appropriate. It'll at all. be absolutely not appropriate. You'll be talking about something super serious. But guys, by the way, <laughs> this shit's happening. Welcome to my fucking life. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. It's a tough question. Was this for mom? Yeah. I don't know. What I would say, sorry, and, <laughs> and I and I told her this too. I said at the end of the day, having a, a very, very, very thorough medical and mental health history doesn't really. I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it kind of shows you where it could have come from. But at the end of the day, it's still a current issue that you need to address. So it's not the end of the world if you don't have a full psychological history. Um, it's the now. And it's you. Right. So whatever the reason, we know there are some genetic components to the majority of mental health disorders. We know that. We know that the brain plays a major heart and major. <laughs> whoa. The brain plays. Major heart attack. Fucking <laughs> something. I'm We're foreshadowing <laughs> my diagnosis today. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it plays a major part in mental health. The brain does. Um, so while all those components are true, it doesn't necessarily negate the fact that you still have to go through a treatment. Yeah. So do I think it plays a part? Yes. Genetics plays a part. Do I think it's the end of the world if you don't have a full psychological history? No. I think you figure it out as you go because there are a lot of people who don't have it. Yeah. And regardless, it's an issue in the present moment. So you deal with the present. Do you watch This Is Us? No. Oh. I'm going to need you to stop asking me if I watch shows because I don't fucking watch TV. Chelsea, it's so good. I've heard. It's oh, my God. So I started a new show called Hannibal. <laughs> That's how shocked I was. <laughs> Did it sound shocked? <laughs> I don't know what that was. It kind of like frightened me a little bit. <laughs> um, so I started this and it... Um, I can't even fucking tell you what it's about now. Go on. Read your question. It's good. Watch what are it. some... This is a good one. Okay. Are you ready? Um, what are some ways to heal after ending a toxic relationship? Who fucking asked that? Me? No. <laughs> um. This person? Oh, girl, Kylie, that is a good one. I said that very, very jaded because it hits very close to home. Um. Read that question again. Jesus. Sorry. Give it to me again. What are some ways to heal after ending a toxic relationship? <clears throat> M go. 
I need you to take the lead on this one because I need to formulate what I'm about to say. Okay. Carefully. I need to care carefully. <clears throat> you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is that a bad answer? I don't know. I mean, you obviously heal with time, and I know that's like the cheesiest shit you could ever say. But yep. honestly, you heal with time. Yeah. There's, I mean, especially. <laughs> Are you going to go? And especially if there's a lot of history there. Yeah. I mean, like time is going to be your best fucking friend there. If there's, if you're in a place with a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Um. I think toxic relationships are just hard because you don't always realize they're toxic when you're in them. And then as you start to step out of them, you're like, Jesus Christ, all that stuff was really messed up. Like, what have I been fucking doing for, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 years? Yeah, and the first thing that I would tell you coming from personal experience is just fucking forgive yourself. Because there was a reason you were in those relationships and whether or not it was toxic, you have to remember that you went into that with the best of intentions. And there's a good chance they did too. Um, But if you're stepping out of that and now you're looking back and you're like, Jesus, that was really toxic, just be kind to yourself and say, you know what? I did the best I could during that time. And now I'm going to do me. So you figure out what it is you love to do. Do some fucking exploring. Go travel. Go do something you would have never done. Anything they told you you couldn't do, go fucking do it. You basically, you just take take back your your power from them. Oh, I have some quotes that I put on the Instagram story. Is this going to answer this? Oh, it is. Um, Let's see. This one. Oh, good old AOC. Um, When she got called a fucking bitch. I am a bitch and I own it. I when that Probably. after that happened, she went I don't know if it was Instagram live or something. She's Ooh, like so she she said something along the lines of like um lucky for me bitches get shit done. Hell yeah. <laughs> but we all know the beautiful fucking speech that she made after she got called a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Um and one quote we have on the Instagram story says I'm here because I have to show my parents that I am their daughter and not and that they did not raise me to accept abuse from men. That's absolutely right. So there's that one. Here's another one. You threw dirt on my name and flowers grew. I would be mad too. You know you know what? You know what you do? When you step out of the toxic relationship, you fucking rise. You just rise above it because whatever happened, girlfriend, you just fucking rise. You stand up and you say, bummer, that sucks for you. And you just be the person you know you are. Yep. And um, don't don't ever let them make you feel otherwise. You never apologize for hurting me, but I said sorry 12 times for being angry about it. Do you know how? Never mind. (laughs) Next. Move on. Next question, please. Next question says, how do you discern between a coping strategy versus a distraction? Ooh, that's a good one. It is a good one. Um, The first thing I would say is that distraction is a method of coping. A very effective one if what you're dealing with is overwhelming or you're having a hard time coping with it to distract yourself from a minute and to for a minute until you're in a space where you can effectively apply positive coping skills. So technically distraction is a coping mechanism. It is. Yeah. I, I think at some point it is. Um I'm I'm picturing a very specific worksheet that I have. Yeah. Um that I use for a lot of my consumers and it's uh, not right now. I can't even think of what it's called, but it's, ba- I think it's like safety behavior. Yeah. It's safety behaviors. Um, 
And in the worksheet, it states that um, there's avoiding your anxieties or your worries. And then there's like actually coping with it. But like the thing is, if you avoid them for so long, it only fixes it short term and it makes it a lot worse long term. Yeah. Well, and I would venture to say, too, let's put a differentiation in there just for me and whoever else wants to take it. There is a difference between avoiding and distracting. Yes. There is a difference between distraction and making excuses. So if you're making excuses and you're actively avoiding managing whatever's going on, then that is kind of a maladaptive coping skill because you're very right. It represses that and you don't really deal with it. If you're distracting yourself, that is that can be a very positive coping skill. It's just the method in which you use it. So how do you know if you're doing one or the other? How would you answer that? Ooh. I don't know. How would you know? Is what you're doing alleviating the experience that you're having? Yes. So is the skill that you're using, is it alleviating the symptoms that you're experiencing in that moment? And is it helping you calm down a little bit to where you're more rational? That's how you know that it's a positive coping skill. Mm -hmm. If you're avoiding it, you're just like fucking nope. And you just shut everything down. So you're not really actively doing anything to manage it. You're just shutting your shit down. So there are times where like when I get super <clears throat> overstimulated and overwhelmed, I have to fucking leave the room. And I'm not avoiding anything. I just really can't form a rational thought. So I have to leave the room until I'm rational enough to come back in. And that's how I cope with shit sometimes. That was a good question. That was a really good question. Um, that's all I have. Um, so there was another really good question from Ashley. And she asked how you would deal with and define uh, dual rela relationships in a rural setting. Oh. It's so hard where we are. Okay. So if you're living in a rural setting, like the one that we live in and you're in the mental health field, it can be so, so, so hard. And it, you could set all the boundaries that you want to, but mm -hmm. they have to be set on both sides. Yep. Um, like I have, I know I see probably, so I see handfuls of my, the people that I see at Walmart on a daily and it's like, <sighs> I know. Um, and my, my rule is, I mean, and I'm sure it's everyone's rule. Um, you do not initiate anything. Mm -mm. Do not initiate anything. And then if they say, Oh, hi, Emily. Hi. How are you? And you know, if they initiate it, then it's fine. But even then it's hi, bye. Right. You never discuss <clears throat> treatment, anything, but I, I think yeah. you have to think about it too. In rural communities, let's say there's only one mechanic in your town and he's mm -hmm. also a client of yours and mm -hmm. your car breaks down. Mm -hmm. what do you do? You obviously have to take your car to that mechanic because you can't drive it anywhere else because it's fucking busted. Mm -hmm. So there, there is that very fine line between like, well, I have to take this in here and essentially pay you for your service, which could create some gray area between I'm giving you money, right? Between yeah. your services and mm -hmm. the therapeutic relationship. And so I think it comes down <clears throat> to really an ethical decision-making model and looking through that and saying, okay, um, what is, why am I doing this? What is the logic? Are there any other options? Which when your car's busted, there's not really. If there's only one mechanic in town, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and it's also something that you need to discuss in session with clients. Like, mm -hmm. hey, this might come up. How would you like to deal with it? But I also think there's still like, and I, I get in a weird place here because it's, it's stuff like getting piercings. If the only piercer in town is your client, you can drive somewhere else to get a piercing. Mm -hmm. And that's just what it comes down to is, is there another option that would cause less harm to the relationship you have with your client. 
And if there is, then you do that option. If there's not, then you have an open discussion with your client about what that dual relationship is going to look like. Yeah. So, so sticky. So sticky. It is sticky. In no way, shape, or form do I believe you should ever go out and have a few beers with your client. Ooh, gross. I'm one of those people, like, if I'm at the bar and one of my clients shows up, I'll finish my drink and leave. Because there's no, I don't go to the bars, but, you know, that's just a really... It's, a, it's an example that's used a lot in a lot of my courses is if you're at the bar having a drink because you're a legal adult and you can do that, mm-hmm. then you sh- you deserve to have a social life. But if you're there and a client walks in, my rule of thumb is I finish my drink or maybe I don't and I just pay my tab and leave because I'm not going to be putting myself in that situation. Because if my client gets shit canned, I don't really want to be there to see that and then have to see them in session the next day. Or they know that you saw them and now they're and they never humiliated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Yuck. Chris asked one. Do we have to answer it? Is it a good one? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes his questions <laughs> just don't make any sense, are, but he tries. I feel like we should answer them because he consistently asks and he supports us so much. What are some healthy tips that someone could adapt to that would be able to help them with their mental health? We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> I mean, like, do you listen to the podcast at all, Chris? <laughs> Why the fuck would you ask that? I love it. Oh, basic needs, Chris. That's some simple self-care, self-care, self-care. That's the simplest tip I've got for you off the top of my head. Take a shower, eat a good meal, fucking paint your nails if it makes you feel good. Not you specifically, Chris, but just people in general. Or you, too, to. if you like painting your nails. I ain't here to judge you. Yeah. You do what you want to do. There are some really good looking men out there in Hollywood who wear eyeliner. So you just fucking, whatever makes you happy. Did you just perk? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I, I did not. You did. I heard. No one else heard. Everybody's going to hear. You're lying. You are. There's a microphone. Quit. Qu- you have your shit stank. Cause all the shit that's coming out. What? Your breath stank. <laughs> I'm so confused. <sighs> what are, okay. So what are we, what are we doing? Why are we here? We are picking a diagnosis today. Pick a diagnosis. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Super, super proud of you for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I quit podcast over. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I'll go because it's not going to take me very long because <laughs> I did not do a whole lot of research. So I picked Stendhal's, Stendhal syndrome. What a... I've been saying that shit all the time. Okay. Oh my god, it drives me batty. But 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 but. So see, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Going full teapot tonight, tea kettle. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Sandal syndrome or Florence syndrome is a psychosomatic condition involving rapid heartbeat, fainting, confusion, and even hallucinations allegedly occurring when individuals become exposed to objects, pieces of art, or phenomena of great beauty. So could that be like supernatural phenomena? Hang on, hang hang on. All right, Jesus. Hang on, I... uh, (laughs) I have no, like literally hang on, I'm literally hanging by the seat of my pants. Um, so there was a question, uh, hello, <laughs> technical difficulties. There were some questions in an article I found by Jonathan Jones, um, in 2018 regarding whether it's an actual, like 
psychological diagnosis or if it involves like black magic Ooh, right <laughs> so this says i'm gonna read you like a little bit of this article okay a visitor to the Ufizi uh-huh. gallery and Ufizi in, in florence has had a heart attack while contemplating barcelli's the birth of venus I'm not sure what that piece of art looks like, but I'm sure I'd have a heart attack if the I The birth of it. Venus? Hold up. Keep reading. Okay. So this guy had a heart attack while looking at the birth of Venus. Duh. The man is recovering in the hospital, but it is the latest apparent case of Stendhal syndrome, a medical condition specific to the Tuscan city where people become ill after, after seeing too much beauty. I suspect the occult is <laughs> what this guy says. You're going to kick yourself in the dick when I show you this picture. Oh. You've never seen it? No. I'm sorry, I can't look at it anymore. You've never seen the girl in the shell? No! You uncultured swine. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> you didn't have a heart attack, so clearly. I suspect. Trash. <laughs> I suspect the occult, he says. <laughs> Could there be some black magic lingering in the Renaissance wonderland that gives its mm. art a unique potency? Why are you yelling at me? I'm trying to make this as dramatic as I can. For Botticelli, is that how you say his name? <clears throat> the artist. I mean, it's Italian, so I want to say it's probably like Botticelli or something. Oh, that's much better. I, um, I don't speak Italian. For so the know. artist may have intended the birth of Venus as a magical spell. And Michelangelo's David, another Florentine must-see, was accused in the early 1500s of casting an evil eye over the city. So. I have goosebumps right now. There <laughs> are little rumors going around that little witches cast, <laughs> casted spells on these pieces of art, causing people to have negative reactions to them, such as heart attacks, hallucinations, fainting lots of anxiety depressive symptoms yeah super spooty i'm like dumbfounded right now yes um another article here by now this lady her name is maria phd might i add so it has to be true Coming from a PhD. What is she a PhD in? I don't know. <laughs> would be like my first it says, question. if you were so overwhelmed by the beauty of a work of art that it made you... F oh, what if? What if you were so overwhelmed by the beauty of a work of art that made it... That made you physically and mentally unwell? Some claim that this is a real possibility. And it's called Stendhal Syndrome. Yeah. Yep. So, basically... I'm, I had a list of symptoms here. So this, okay, this part of the article says a syndrome that only affects tourists, which is interesting to me. So maybe it is like black magic. Yeah, they're, they're trying get the to, fuck out of our city. They're trying to keep people out. Mm, I'm immune, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it says in her original research, Dr. Magrini <laughs> identified three main types of symptoms in people who apparently have had Stendhal syndrome. Are you ready? I'm ready. Altered perception of sounds or colors, as well as increased sense of anxiety, guilt, or persecution. Persecution. I don't know why I read that D for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. The, the next, the next um, symptom. 
Depressive anxiety, a sense of inadequacy, or conversely, a sense of euphoria. Ooh, I'd like that right now. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Jesus. Euphoria is happiness. Do you want me to show you a picture of me? <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I want to give you Stendhal syndrome. Oh, this is where I was going. Okay. The third symptom is panic attacks and psychological symptoms of heightened anxiety, such as chest pain. Ooh. Can you, okay, can you just fucking imagine, right? You're going to a museum, right? <clears throat> close your eyes. Okay. Everybody at home, close your eyes. You're in Italy. <laughs> close your fucking eyes, Sorry. I said, bitch. You're in Italy. You're, you're in this beautiful museum. Looking at all these pieces of art, and then all of a sudden, oh. <laughs> a punch to the heart, heart attack, instantaneous. Get out of because here. Because you are just stunned by the beauty of this art. Cool. I don't know what reaction you want. Like, you literally just punched Did me in the <laughs> Having an art attack? Yes. so glad people at home can't fucking see us <laughs> my god we're gonna have to film one of these days no yeah um okay. having an art attack like quite literally that's adorable an art attack um one of the most unusual psychological disorders i have come across is a psychosomatic illness Stendhal syndrome also known as florence syndrome <sighs> anyways yeah that's all i've got great it's just i it's probably not on the D I can guarantee you it's on the DSM. Don't guarantee anything you don't really know. My I'll DSM is upstairs. I'll bet you. A panini? Sure. It's not in the DSM, I don't think, but I still want a panini. <laughs> you can have. I got a panini maker and I have not stopped touching it. Well, then where you also have not brought me one. And so now. Bitch, what do you want in your panini? I don't know. Fucking surprise me. I used to really like like spinach and tomato and mozzarella and pesto sauce. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, so that's there's my menu. That's Stendhal syndrome. Yay. Try not to have an art attack the next time you Okay. And we're back. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do caffeine-related disorders. <gasps> Fuck off. You told me to act surprised. Oh. <laughs> or give you a reaction. Oh, I deleted that segment, though. <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> I had to take a time out because my children were fighting upstairs. And their dad is not here. Um, anyway. Did you know, according to the DSM, anything over 250 milligrams per drink is considered excessive? That fucks with me because the coffee I drink, I think you told me was what, 300? I'm pulling that out of my ass, but last time I Googled, I feel like that's what it said. Well, anyway. it makes sense because it's like the most caffeinated coffee in the world or supposedly. It's fucking delicious though. It's so fucking good. I don't want to talk about coffee right now. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, like you have to take into consideration body size, body type, tolerance, metabolism, all that good shit. But yeah, for the general population, anything over 250 milligrams is apparently excessive, which makes me an addict. <laughs> I know. Um, 
So there are like, there are some severe withdrawal symptoms that you have. And I am feeling these. There's a dog trying to get in. Is it <laughs> I am feeling these like so deeply. Okay, give um, them to me. So here are some of the withdrawal symptoms you have when you start to come off of caffeine. Obviously, you're supposed to like taper off. However, for my addiction exercise, we have to quit cold turkey, which is dumb as fuck because mm-hmm. I already messed up. I got up at like six o'clock this morning. I was like, I'm going to run. And I got halfway through my pre-workout and then I was like, fuck, there's caffeine in here. So then I poured it down the sink, which if you drink pre-workout, you know, that shit is so fucking expensive. So I was like crying as I was pouring it out. I was like, oh my God, my heart. So I haven't had any caffeine today. Well, you have to have a sip or two. Okay. Anyway, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) So some of the withdrawal (laughs) symptoms that you can experience when you come off of caffeine which, first of all, I'm pissed because they can last anywhere from, like, a week to months. All for a fucking grade. I'm mad that I have. I could cheat, but I'm not a cheater, and it would break my soul <laughs> to cheat, and so I don't. Um, headache is obviously, like, the biggest one, which I've had a headache pretty consistently all day, but I don't really know what to attribute that to because I've had a headache for the last month. So, Since, like, uh, November 27th? No, it would Well... No, it w- <laughs> let's not go there, okay? <laughs> For a while, I've had a headache. You know, like, um, when you get a new piercing and then it smells? No. Oh, because you don't have your nose pierced. I had this part of my nose pierced. Your, not- your, your nostril never smelled? I mean, my nostrils always smell, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, like, when you get your nose pierced, it, like, smells. Anyways, sometimes I like to move my piercing around and it's never... <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with caffeine addiction. Anyway, headaches, irritability, which I'm kind of feeling. But again, there's a lot of factors that could contribute to that. Fatigue, which fuck yeah. Like I can barely keep my eyes open right now. Um, Anxiety, which I actually haven't experienced very much of today. Um, Difficulty concentrating, depressed mood, tremors, and low energy. So if you gradually reduce your intake over a period of time, apparently your withdrawals are not as bad. Hmm. But I frequently consume a shit ton of caffeine every day. So, okay, how much caffeine would you say that you drink in a day? Oh, my God. I don't (laughs) even want to talk about it. So I usually wake up and I have a cup of coffee. And then I have pre-workout before I work out. And then I'll probably have an energy drink or a soda or something later in the day. And sometimes I get squirrely right before bed and I have another cup of coffee or a chai tea. Or (laughs) I have caffeine all fucking day. Like, I probably push 800 milligrams a day. I'm adult. Yeah, I told you I didn't want to talk about it. It's it's bad news, bears. Okay. And so, so your withdrawal symptoms can range anywhere from mild to extreme. Um, and I found this super interesting. Um, regular ingestion. Is that the right word? Yeah. Regular ingestion alters your brain chemical makeup. And I wrote no fucking shit. As I'm like sitting here, I'm like, duh. <laughs> fucking get it. Um but the reason is caffeine is a central nervous system stimulant. So it's supposed to in, enhance your concentration, increase your metabolism, boost mood. So when you just fucking take it away, obviously mm-hmm. your brain chemistry is like, uh, we've been <clears throat> relying on you for, for me, 15 years to get us up and going. And then you're just like, neat. And then I do weird shit. Like I run at 6 a.m. And then I go lift. And then I work and do weird shit all day. Mm-hmm. Then I wonder by 2 o'clock, I'm like, fuck off. <sighs> um. So an addiction is where this this goes from being a pleasant treat to a daily need. So like if you're one of those people who can have a cup of coffee just when you go out with your friends, like once every three months, you're not an addict. If you're like me and you need it all day, every day, apparently 
you can be diagnosed with caffeine addiction disorder. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. <clears throat> and the hard part about caffeine is your tolerance builds really fucking quick because it's like the thing, the thing that I read said that like your, the caffeine molecules are very similar to the molecules in your brain that cause you to be tired. Um, adenosine, I think. And so caffeine will fit very nicely into that molecular compound, which keeps you from being tired. So your fucking brain is sitting there trying to like regenerate adenosine molecules to maintain a balance. And so you're like over caffeinated, but you're also still exhausted because your brain is like, wait, you need to be tired because fucking brain chemistry Mm -hmm. and your body's like, go to sleep, asshole. Um, And caffeine causes surges of dopamine to the brain. So moderate amounts are not bad, mm-hmm. obviously. Anything in moderation is, I should rephrase that. Most things in moderation are good for you. I caught myself. You're making a face at me and I'm not sure why. It's the face. Have you seen those TikToks where Shrek goes? No. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get 17 TikToks tonight, Emily. Yes. Um, so that's why your tolerance builds so quickly is because it, releases that surge of dopamine and it's there so fast, but then it's also gone super fast. So you build that tolerance really quickly. Um, However, it's also water and fat soluble. So it crosses that blood brain barrier and that's why it works the way that it does. Um, So this thing that I found from the addiction center, which it feels so weird to be like, I have an addiction. Yeah. Jeez. You need to fucking like treatment or something. Therapy. Should I send you a link? What? Hmm? Huh? Next. Next. <laughs> um, so some of these are just signs that you might be addicted to caffeine. Mm-hmm. And if you're with me on this, please let me know. Because I looked in the DSM. I was like, there's no fucking way that caffeine is at, like caffeine addiction is actually a disorder. No, you can be diagnosed with it. It's a real fucking thing. If you... Follow our Instagram at mental health sucks sucks as S U C C S and we'll put up some polls after the episode airs. Ooh, good idea. Um, and we'll see what your addictions are. <gasps> Anywho, so here's some here's some ways you can tell if maybe you might be addicted to caffeine. You have a persistent desire or unsuccessful efforts to cut down or control caffeine use. Check. Okay. Continued caffeine use despite knowledge of having a persistent or recurrent physical or psychological problem that is likely have been caused or exacerbated by caffeine a.k.a. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Withdrawal, as manifested by either of the following, the characteristic withdrawal symptom for caffeine, or caffeine is taken to relieve or avoid the withdrawal symptoms. So you get a headache and you're like, oh, caffeine headache, and you chug an energy drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, caffeine is often taken in larger amounts or over a longer period than was intended. Recurrent caffeine use resulting in a failure to fulfill major role obligations at work, school, or home. So that's like you have to take a million coffee breaks and then you have to pee a thousand times because you keep drinking coffee and it's a nightmare. Um, continued caffeine use despite having persistent or recurrent social or interpersonal problems caused or exacerbated by effects of caffeine tolerance, um, as defined by either a need for markedly increased amounts of caffeine to achieve the desired effect or markedly diminished effect of continued use with the same amount of caffeine. A great deal of time is spent in activities necessary to obtain caffeine, use caffeine or recover from its effects. Does this not make you feel like an addict right now? Yeah. Fuck. Um, Craving or strong desire or urge to use caffeine. Wow. So generally. So have you diagnosed yourself yet? With caffeine addiction? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just making making sure. I already knew that. I'm just saying, if I can chug an energy drink right before bed, there's a fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to throw that one out there. (laughs) 
Um, so this, this has been, you know, very eye-opening for me to realize that I was probably pretty dependent on caffeine. So what about when this assignment's over? I don't know. There's part of me that's like, I'm just going to relapse hard. <laughs> and then the other part of me is like, do I really want to get back into that? Because you might feel like fucking amazing in a month. Mm -hmm. There's part of me that's like, fuck it. I'm going to do like a full on cleanse right now. I'm going to go get one of them like drinky thingies. Cleanse drinks. Have you ever seen those at Walmart? They've got like little digestive whatever. Oh, and, like, so you're going to like have diarrhea for like ever. I'm not sure that that's how it works, but whatever. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's caffeine related disorder. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I mean, they say that you probably shouldn't have any more than 400 milligrams a day. So that's kind of like the cutoff. 250 is for people who never use, but 400 milligrams is kind of like the suggested mm -hmm. cutoff point. Um, so the some of the stuff you can experience if you do have more than that. There's a dinosaur down here. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you. So if you're drinking regular regularly more than 400 milligrams of caffeine, you can you can have issues with sleep disruption. Um, migraines and other headaches, irritability, quickened heartbeat, muscle tremors, nervousness, and nausea. So you can have Stendhal syndrome. No. <laughs> it's not because it's a beautiful piece of artwork. <laughs> Kathy, well, latte art. Oh, I love. See? See? Which, by the way, don't quit caffeine cold turkey and end up like me. It's, a, it's the fucking pits. It's the worst right now. But give it like three days. You'll be fine. Well, and it's not even just like the energy that I miss. It's like I'm a habitual person. Like I'm very routine. And so every morning I get up and I make my coffee and I sit down at the kitchen table and I drink my coffee. And that's what I miss. Or like it was really fucking cold today. I was like, this is the worst day to do this because I just want to get a hot cup of coffee and just fucking like snuggle up, hunker down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. And my friend's like, you could have like hot cocoa. And I was like. You can even drink like fucking tea. Yeah, like there's caffeine in all sorts of shit. I can't even have like certain chocolates because there's caffeine in it. That's fucking cuckoo. I know. I hate my life right now. <laughs> like this is not a good time in my life for me to cut out anything. Yeah. Well, with the exception. This fucking episode is like tainted with That's foreshadowing. Shady. It's just like we're under a giant fucking tree right now. Huh? It's shady. We're shady in here. I fucking got it now. Jesus, stop yelling at me. Okay. Okay. Well, did I? Yeah, I already <laughs> plugged the gram, so it's okay. Well, plug the other ones. Facebook and our Facebook is at Mental Health Sucks. TikTok. At Mental Health Sucks. Gmail. Mental Health Sucks. At gmail.com. Boom. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. Um, our quote today. I have one too, and I forgot to tell you because I just found it. You're in my fretting bitch. You go first. Fuck off. Okay. Um, so this is by Clementine von Radix, and it says, "You silly little girl. You think you've survived so long that survival shouldn't hurt anymore. You keep trying to turn your body bulletproof. You keep trying to turn your heart bomb shelter. You silly thing. You are soft and alive. You bruise and heal. Cherish it. It's what you were born to do." Mm. My soul. Did you fucking see what my mom put on our... Okay, let's... Okay, hang on, hang on. I want to talk about this. I, I checked our Instagram the other day. 
at Men's Health Sucks, S-U-C-C-S. <laughs> and I have a message from Chelsea's mom. And I'm like, oh, what is this? She sent us a fun fact about some fucking octopuses and their penises. I'm going to read it for everybody. Yeah. Fun fact of the day. This is a new a new addition to the pod. Okay. Did you know octopuses can mate without leaving the house? Because of the male sex or oh, because the male sex organ is at the end of its arm, he can set up his den next to a female's, stretch his sex arm all the way to her house, <laughs> and get the job done from afar whenever he feels like it. Scientists call it the distance position, and it also allows smaller males to mate with larger males' girlfriends because they <laughs> move it close and give it the reach around when he isn't looking. Oh my god, that is like the biggest. <laughs> Don't hate the play. I hate the game. That is the biggest octopus fuck you I have ever heard in my life. He's like, I'll fuck your girlfriend. She's my neighbor. <laughs> You'll be sitting right next to her and you won't even know. He's like, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I loved every second of that. So my quote. So Chelsea and I have a little calendar from um, the You Are a Badass series. Like, she has so many books. Jen, Jen Sincero. Okay. Um, she has like your badass at making money. You are a badass. She has like a bunch of them, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of them. Um, I just bought another one too. What did I buy yesterday? Something about bad habits. Yeah, you're you're a badass. Break your bad habits or something, something like, like that. that. I don't know. Maybe do you want it for your addiction? I hate you. So we have like these little <laughs> calendars and each day they have like a cute little quote or something on it. And today was good one. It says, <clears throat> our person, oh, my dog, Sorry. oh my dog, oh, <laughs> our perception of reality is greatly influenced by our words. Words bring our thoughts and beliefs to life and help anchor them into our realities through, through repetition. Words help us form our identities. We get attached to our lingo, our Shtick. <laughs> is that what it is? Shtick. Um, so if you say my memory is crap, I left my keys in the front door again. What a tube. That's my favorite word right what now. What a tube. A tube. The more you tell yourself you're a forgetful tube, the more you will believe it. And hence, act like a forgetful tube. tube. You tell a kid that she's stupid enough times, she'll believe that she is, even if she just taught herself how to read in Chinese. That fucking uh, positive self-talk. Ooh, Benina. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to look at this picture of my sandwich. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Okay, make sure you water yourself and your friends. Bye. Bye.